Welcome back. You're listening to This Week on RTE Radio 1. A promise of transformational change and an ambitious plan to deliver 50,000 homes per year if her party gets into power. That was the pledge made by the Social Democrats leader Holly Kearns during her first national conference speech in Dublin last night. And Holly Kearns is with me now in the studio. You're very welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you. If there was an election uh, this year and you found yourself in government, how soon would you be able to deliver 50,000 homes per year? It would take some time, I think. And, you know, at the moment we're seeing a delivery of around 32,600 per year. And, you know, supply is really key in all of this. We know that. And getting to 50,000 is what the Housing Commission, well, that's what's leaked from the Housing Commission report is the bare minimum. It's what the RSI are mm. saying is the bare minimum. So, so you, you chose that figure last night uh, to, to highlight. You said that uh, your party would deliver that number. When? How, how long would it take? I think now the government could deliver, we could in government deliver 10,000 affordable homes and 12,000 social homes. At the moment, what we're seeing is about 10,000 social homes and about 1,000 affordable homes. We think we could ramp up to that quite quickly. And by the end of, you know, a term, you'd want to be getting to the the 50,000 or sooner than that, about, I would say, about two years in. But she'd be ramping up to that as soon as possible. And look, ultimately, the Construction Federation of Ireland have said we have capacity to build about 60,000 homes Mm. per year. But I think in in an environment where broken promises and over-promising and under-delivering is so apparent, it's important to to make sure we make promises that we can keep. And we think that is necessary. And deliverable. But you're, you're, you're saying you could reach the 50,000 target in, in two years' time. The government's target in Housing for All is to ramp up to 40,500 homes by 2030, which is six years' time. Uh, and part of the reason for that is we, we don't have the, the builders in the country at the moment. We don't have the labour uh, to be able to build that many houses right away. So, so where would you get the builders to deliver 50,000 homes? Just first of all, the government are revisiting that target because it's widely acknowledged that it simply isn't high enough to reach the demand. And then at the moment, what we have is a lot of people in construction are working on the development of commercial buildings and that demand is slowing down. In fact, a lot of those commercial buildings are not in use. So the Construction Federation of Ireland have said they think it's possible to deliver 60,000. We would aim for 50 because, like I said, over-promising and under-delivering isn't an option when it comes to housing. But, but what but, makes you think you could deliver that in two years' time? Because that's what I'm saying, the demand in the commercial sector is winding down. With that reduced demand, more construction workers are available to go into construction on the development of homes. And crucially, in in terms of our plan for delivery, Justin, we've seen, you know, the supply increasing in general, and that is ultimately mainly from the private sector. What we need to see is a ramp up in the delivery of affordable homes, because in all of this, we also have an affordability crisis. So... At the moment, we've seen, you know, the housing associations can deliver homes, but at present, in the early stages of their developments, there's no support from government. So massively expanding that sector would make a massive difference in the delivery of affordable homes, which is the key thing that we need to be focusing on in an affordability crisis. Can I just say as well, like in relation to housing and things that we could do, immediately in government because there's also that's the you know the very important medium and long-term planning and how do we get there absolutely but there's also low-hanging fruit things the government should have done by now that we could do immediately in government things like an effective ban on the bulk purchasing of homes by okay, investment funds and I want funds, to ask you about that and right. a tax on vacancy with teeth because the quickest way to get homes back into use as well Justin is bringing those vacant homes 
thousands of them across the country back into use. Okay. And there's a number of other things. You, you, you've you've talked talking there about um, stopping the, the bulk purchase of homes, you say, by investment funds. Does that include stopping investment funds from buying apartments? Yeah, the bulk purchasing of homes, so it's over 10. We think there should be basically... 100% stamp duty on that because but that would effectively is, ban it rather it, than it, a 17%. It wi- isn't it widely accepted though by people in the industry that investment funds are needed to provide the finance for large scale apartment de- developments uh, in urban areas because they're expensive to build and they can't be done in phases and you need investment funds in there to build apartments. What happens when investment funds come in and buy up big amounts of any kind of property is it completely prices people out of being able to compete with that and what we need is homes, apartments, anything for people to be able to buy and live in because this isn't just I think what, what has happened but, is but we talk about housing inve- if you like it's some kind of investment vehicle mm, but it's about building lives I, I, we need, you need a home to be able to build a family Yes but, but you also need investment to be able to build homes and if you stop investment funds from building uh, apartments from buying bulk buying apartments who else is going to build them? The investment funds aren't necessarily building them they're, they're coming in and them. buying them after they're built at the moment the way we're building apartments oftentimes is really really high sky rise ones and they are much more expensive to build and it drives up the cost of the apartments and I do think the kind of developments that we have is something we need to look at because if there was more planning going in like ultimately and you see this in other countries the local authority should be trying to acquire land that can be used for developments that's, you know, close to services and amenities and all of these things. And then, you know, building apartments and complexes that aren't so expensive to build, that aren't so high, that there's more more space for people. Because a lot of the time what you see with these apartments as well, Justin, is they're like kind of boxes. There's no storage spaces. There isn't enough windows. There isn't childcare mm. facilities. They're not building communities. And I just think we need to do better than that. All right. You, you spoke about a transformational change in, in your speech last night. The most recent Irish Times opinion poll puts your party on 4%. In in Connacht Ulster, you're on 0%. Um, I mean, if people are hungry for change, if you, if you think you are that change, those numbers don't show that, do they? We have so much work to do as a party, God, and we are a new and young and, and growing party and we completely recognise that. But I think we can all feel that the tide is turning in Irish politics, that a change is coming. And if there's one thing I learned from the last election is that it isn't until the election is called that people start to decide how they're going mm. to vote. We really saw that in the last election. And I think it's now that people are starting to consider all of their options. And I am mm. under no illusion about the task ahead of us. But we want to put social democracy on the ballot for as many people as possible we promise to work hard to fight for the acceleration of Sláinte Care, for the delivery of affordable homes, for disability okay. services. And we are asking people to give us a chance. Does transformational change mean that you won't be doing business in the future with Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael, since that wouldn't be a change? I mean, if there's a programme for government like we're looking at now, that isn't the type of government that we'd like to go into government does, with. To does that make up. Sinn Féin then your only viable partner? No, because we don't know what the lay of the land is after election. This is the thing about these questions. Would you do this? Would we do that? We don't know anything until we see the numbers. And I think a lot of this is about respect to voters. If you're in government, you do represent everybody. So refusing to speak to any particular party... I don't think is really a so reasonable approach. So you wouldn't rule out Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael We in would the talk to every party, but some conversations might be longer than others, depending on the number of TDs. We, you know, I think realistically, ideologically, in terms of the, the approach, like at its core, 
social democracy is about building public services, not just throwing everything into the private sector and hoping for the best. And crucially, Fine Gael are at the opposite end of that kind of political spectrum. So it's the least easy to imagine a programme for government that would be compatible, for example, with Fine Gael. But everything depends on the numbers. How much of an influence do we have in that government? How socially democratic is the programme for government. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you, you called for the, the full details of all exit packages for executives of RTE to be published. Yesterday, the Director General uh, of RTE, Kevin Backhurst, published some details of uh, people who, who received exit packages since he took over. But we didn't get any figures. Uh, we, we don't know how much money uh, was involved um, uh, to, to, to pay those people as they left the organisation. Is that good enough? No. And I'm surprised, to be honest, that this has arisen because I think it was really clear after everything that's been happening within RT over the last while, that complete transparency and accountability is key to building trust, to bringing back confidence from the public in our public service broadcaster. And can I just say, I think never before is it more essential that we have a public service broadcaster that we can all trust because with misinformation, disinformation, like wildfire on social media, we really, really need that. And if if RTE want to rebuild that trust and confidence with the public, this is essential. And quite honestly, it shouldn't be arising again that there's leaks and bits of information and making guesses about how much exit packages are. Complete transparency is the only way that they will rebuild the trust with people. And look, I think also I'd be making the call that government need to come to a decision on how they're going to proceed with the financing of our public service broadcaster because it's very difficult as well for the organisation to move on without that information. There is only a number of options available to them. It's really time to make a decision. Holly Kearns, leader of the Social Democrats, thank you very much indeed for coming to talk to us today.